What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Listen to that car go past. I am, of course, Justin, and I'm with Meals. What's going on, Meals? Yo, um, damn. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready at all. Um, you know what? I am ready, but I got my laptop back. Um, Hooray. In a week. In a week. Right. In a week. I legitimately. All right. So, you know, for we didn't really talk about it on last week's uh, episode Well, of any show that I did. I just kind of like talked around it and made it sound like nothing happened. But obviously, people probably heard uh, if you're an audiophile like me, definitely heard a different quality of my voice. So my laptop, my display is starting to go out. Um, it is a specific problem with the 2016 model of the 13-inch MacBook Pro. A specific right. problem, like a problem right. that really is defined by this one. So I had to send it in um, to Apple. So I sent it in the day before the A show, or maybe the day of the A show. I it was the day it of. Either way. Yeah, I sent it in the day before the day of. So I sent it in then. Um and they, you know, they got back to me. So I was doing all the shows on pretty much like my Bluetooth headphones and stuff like that. Um and they got it done within a week. I mean, they found more problems that I had to pay for. So that was kind of <laughs> they said, No, we're not letting you get off that easy. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fucked up. So uh, the the repair I had was free because it's like Apple calls it a program, but it's kind of like we messed up. And here's how we're recognizing we messed up is that you don't have to pay for it. But then awesome. they were like, oh, your battery needed servicing. <laughs> it's always something. It is yeah. It is definitely always something. But I'm glad you're back. I know you were really worried about last week and your sound quality. I, th- I thought you sounded great. I listened. It sounded good. I, don't think, I think people just want to hear us. I think that's what it okay. is. But speaking of things people want to hear, we have a very special guest on the show today. He has a show premiering on RNC Radio this week. Of course, we're talking about the man himself, Mr. Ugly New York, Ugly New Yorker, whatever name you want to use. Rob, what's going on, bro? What's the word? It, it feels uh, good man. to be back, honestly. <laughs> Listen, yeah, it, man, I'm tired. I got like I got. I'm tired. I got like bad names. Ugly New York, Ugly New Yorker. I gotta stick to one. That's all because no, that's because of Jack. That's that's Jack's problem. Literally, bro. I gotta get at <laughs> him soon, but. I mean, I think you're going to I think we're going to meet him one day and we're definitely going to have this discussion. And I'm pretty sure he's going to say, like, that's not like what I do. <laughs> like, he's going to be like, I don't, I don't um, control that. I'm going like, I'm to I'm be hot because I know that's what he's going to say. <laughs> he's definitely going to be like, yo, that's uh, you know, we have a department for that. I mean, I don't maybe I can talk to somebody. I'm like, but you're Jack, bro. No like, funny shit. Now, now, now that like Twitter, they can work from home. There gotta be somebody that's replying to people. There's no way they're gonna keep automated responses <laughs> at all. No way, no way. But but Rob, uh, premiere of Ugly Radio on RNC Radio. Are you ready? Are you nervous? How you feeling? I'm a I'm a mixed bag of emotions because like that is a great thing. Doing... <laughs> yeah, because it's like I was like I'm wild nervous, but then I'm not nervous, and it's like I've done this for a long time. But it's like you get to debut again. It's like going to a whole nother whole nother company type shit. So right, like you right. want to have a good first impression. No, you're you're already you're already well indoctrinated into the crew. I mean, we all welcome you in open arms. I know it's gonna be a hit. People are very excited about this. But we decided to have you on the show today just to kind of you're I mean, you're our first guest that we ever had on the show. Uh was it three years ago? You're the first guest, 
and we wanted to bring it back full circle today. Yeah, I'm on 100%. it. 100. Feels right. So um, and and I know it really sucks that you know we we are we have you on such a joyous occasion, but we have a lot of bummer topics to talk about on the A show today. Yeah. Um, yeah. quite Sad a few topics. topics. Yeah, I mean it's it's been every single week. It seems like there's something crazy happening in the world of pro wrestling. Um, this week we have uh some really disturbing, really sad news coming out of uh coming out of L.A. Really, um, Shad Gaspard, of course. Uh, from the t- former tag team of Crime Time in the WWE, uh, he has, I, and there hasn't been anything official yet said about it. But um, on Sunday, he was uh, declared missing after being uh, drowned—not not drowned, but kind of taken under a wave uh, at Marina Del Rey uh, with his son. The Coast Guard was looking for him for the past 48 hours. I think a couple of hours ago, they said they stopped looking for him. Um, and that they were going to do uh, a, a tighter search or, or more. Uh, they haven't closed the the case, but you know they start searching. And uh, again, it, it's a really really sad situation. Um, I don't know if you guys have read the story of, of how he you know told the lifeguards to save his son before him and things of that nature. But just just really kind of like again, you just never know. You never know when you know. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and I'm like, no way. Cause it's like it's like it's something that you wouldn't even expect, like the most random thing to happen to somebody like that. So I wasn't really expecting it to be Shad, and especially growing up watching him as Crime Time, like oh shit, like one of the guys I liked as a kid is like missing right now. Yo, it, it's crazy because it it you know what it heralds me to or kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of. Um, a similar situation with uh with Kobe, you know, with the yeah. whole like father mm-hmm. um child kind of thing and you know unexpected situation that's kind of like you know I don't think anyone could have predicted it happened. I mean I'm I legitimately see I've been following you know any news on it. I'm you know it's great that I think the the WWE family that he still has. I mean he hasn't been in WWE in like almost a decade. Like he hasn't, you know, competed or anything, but there's still so much love for him in the wrestling community because of what his gimmick was mm-hmm. and kind of like what the joy that it kind of brought to everybody. So I'm and the type of person that, he is. I mean, yeah. you've seen I've seen RVD come out. I've seen Kevin Owens come out publicly. I've seen Kofi, of course, has come out publicly. MVP, everyone has just came, you know, just come out and, and had such great words to say about Shad. You could really tell that he's he's one of the good ones and. You know, there there are a lot that speaks volumes because when you know sometimes when certain people pass away, you don't hear anything, but this right. is like an outpouring yeah. from every company. This is Impact, um, WWE, AEW, Indies, everything. This guy has has really you know left the mark on a lot of people, and and I think that goes to show that you know whatever happens, uh, and you know I, I got to be real, like it doesn't look good because you know usually when the Coast Guard stops looking. They know they there's a reason they stop looking, but you know, wh- however, whatever outcome this is, you know, just to know that he had such a great legacy and, and that he was able to to really be survived by his son and and his wife, and he was able to to get his son to safety, and that's the big part to me that that got me the most. It's sad. It's it's like really really sad. Yeah, it's very sad as a like parent and even as a kid. Like I'm you know, I'm thinking how traumatic this must be for him. Like you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The last thing you want to see is like your pops go missing or something else happens. Like that's 
that's gonna be with him forever. Like, yeah, missing, missing, trying to save your life, and I and I think right. just the how heroic that is in itself. You know, we don't you normally get a chance to write the end of our own chapters, but if that was you know, if that was the chance that he had to to kind of you know live on in, in that way, then I think that's super commendable and. You know, he's just a great guy. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, tone down the show too much. I wanted to start the show on this, but I just want to say, like, our thoughts and our prayers go out to to Shad Gaspar's family, of course, and all of his friends who are who are right now uh, going through it. You know, and and hopefully when we get an update, we'll we'll talk about it on the A show uh, next week. Um, more bummer news, or is this really bummer news, or is it like I, I feel like this comes up every year? With, with the Owen Hart thing. And of course, with the premiere of the Dark Side of the Ring uh, finale that features Owen Hart's passing tonight, it is going to get really crazy. Uh, of course, I'm going to be yeah. watching it. But of course, uh, Owen Hart's uh, uh, widow, Martha, she has come out and started doing a couple of interviews uh, about why uh, she won't allow Owen into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, and her reasoning is quite interesting. Mills, did you, did you, were you able to read this, this article this week? Um, you know, she she did the rounds on a couple of circuits actually, and, and like, you know, I think the reason why, so I think everyone's been clamoring for, it, including Brett. Brett himself is like, yo, just you know, just let him in. Like he's <laughs> he's done a great thing. It's to it's to remember him by. It's not necessarily you know something that the WWE is profiting off of or really wants. I mean, granted, they're profiting off of it. Of course, <laughs> it's a company. It's yeah. a, it's a business. It's a, they're obviously profiting, but they're profiting off of all the likeness of everyone who's there. Like Owen is no different. As much as you know, when Owen was alive, you know they were profiting off of his skill and his talent and everything that he brought throughout various WrestleManias and main events and shows and stuff like that. So it's kind of no different from where he was when you're celebrating him as a superstar to kind of where it is where it is now. Now there's you know. What what's going to premiere tonight is going to be actually crazy. I'm going to be watching it for sure. Um, I think it's going to have a lot of conversation on the timeline because I think this is something. This is one of the other moments that kind of like transcends professional wrestling. Yeah. Like, because I remember specifically, I don't even think I was watching WWE full time like that. I think I got into it super mm-hmm. full time, legitimately after this, like right after this, like debut of. Um, SmackDown and UPN, not like the first debut, but like the second debut. <laughs> I think I got into it then. And you could, so I never actually like watched like Owen Hart in the mix of things. But I do remember all the news reports and everything of, you know, the tragic incident that happened. And I think one of my memories of it is actually it's really I don't know if it's such a it depends on what you think of this memory. I remember as a teen when I'd be looking up matches on like kazaa or like whatever oh, uh, is crazy <laughs> or whatever i'd look up old I, feel, matches. I felt that one um there would always be the owen hart video must avi like something <laughs> and it's like you know it's always like spam or something like it never actually because everyone you know yeah. no one has ever seen the footage wwe has never released the footage and probably never will but it was a scary incident at the time, and it brought up a lot of resentment between Martha Hart and um and the WWE in terms of like the safeness and all this other stuff. And they took a lot of, you know, 
they took a lot of shit for it. I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, for years to this day, and and I, I want to get to some of her quotes in this article, uh, specifically about why she she won't do it. Uh, they they mention and shout out to Pro Wrestling Sheet for this. Uh, Mark Henry made a public plea to Martha. Uh, I remember that happening, and that caused the whole shitstorm that weekend too. But she said that uh, there, WWE's Hall of Fame. They don't even have a hallway of fame. It doesn't exist. There's nothing. It's a fake entity. There's nothing really tangible. It's just an event to ha- they have to make money. They put it on TV and have a celebration, and it's so ridiculous. I would never even entertain it. It's garbage. Uh, Sheesh. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> but go ahead, Rob. Uh, in a sense, I, I get it because of what happened with Owen and all that. But I mean, that time frame for the Hall of Fame is really to just celebrate people that that are like icons in the business and i understand you don't want people that i she assumes hurt her husband to make money off of him but like if his own brother is saying let's just put him in to like have people look up to owen even more so that the younger crowd can look up at oh who's own heart it runs like that but to say like oh it's just gonna make a business off of it literally everybody knows the hall of fame is just whatever yeah, it's just to put your name in the in the, in the hallway. That's it. It's like we get it. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So it's like I, I I understand where she's coming from, but it's like yo, literally everyone in the company is trying to get Owen in the hall. So why not just right. let it happen? Let let Brett handle the thing with it, so that she's not going too crazy. But after this dark side of the ring, I don't know. <laughs> I think I know. think I think it's crazy. She said there's not even a hallway of fame because yeah, yeah like. like it's not like, even a place. <laughs> and, and be clear, be clear before anyone goes off. She yeah, is well people. with it. She's well within her right to do to say or or do whatever. I just think that, like, you know, in the in the crook in the crux of things, it's like let's keep it a hundred. It's not because they don't have a physical building. It's because y'all got beef. That's that's literally yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's a. I don't think the the. And here's the thing. I don't really want to. I think she's gone through enough. Um, but all of her reasoning. And it's not. And, it, and of course, it's selfish of me, right? To be like, yo, just put your husband in the Hall of Fame. Not even real. <laughs> probably for the last 20 years, she's been having to deal with this entire situation. How it's affected her family. How it's affected her kids. How it's affected her mental. How it's affected everything. So, like, selfishly, I'm speaking 100% selfishly. But I know just deep down, it's affected her more than... We as wrestling fans want it to happen because we love Owen Hart. We love what he brought. We love the matches he did. We love the stories that we hear. We love all these other things. And the wrestlers, too. The wrestlers loved hanging out with Owen. He was a big ribber. He was one of the funniest people. who just enjoyed to be around. And they want him inducted into the Hall of Fame like they have so people can celebrate his career, look back on his career. WWE continue con- can continue to do things so people m- remember Owen Hart. Um, but she, I mean, once again, yeah, she's all within her rights to be like, nah, that's not the case. But to say that, that because there's no physical Hall of Fame, I'm like, bro, like, it's professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, we be, re- be real. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm like, saying. Like, and, like and you know what it's it all about. Like, right. And and to be honest with you, it doesn't even make it that much not real. Like, the Hall of Fame is a ceremony, and it 
it's a tangible thing that happens. Like people gather for this. People buy tickets for this to, so they can go in there and celebrate their superstars. There is a swath of talent, old and new, and everybody who sits down and for seven hours at some point <laughs> <laughs> watches yeah. people have their speeches and relive their memories and all this other stuff like that. Like I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if she's never seen the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, but that's yeah. that's bad blood that's only going to get worse after tonight. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for the discourse, yeah. but, you know. Tonight, you know, tonight is going to get the spooky. Internet is about to, the internet's about to get great. WWE is about get... to be. As much as people like, you know, J5 wants to work. It, it's about to get completely everyone's about to vilify the wwe for one thing and probably then by friday be watching smackdown again so i don't know yeah Facts. Uh, it's gonna get scary can't wait yeah. though I gotta, see, I, <laughs> I gotta i gotta see i gotta see the type of stuff people be tweeting because honestly like i'll keep up with the product not so much as now because honestly i do miss fans and stuff because that's like a key point of the whole show the fans reactions to stuff but like mm-hmm. on twitter it's just a whole different level now it's like now technically we're we gotta be the audience in the crowd and everybody letting these hot takes fly, coming up with these conspiracy theories. It's nuts, bro. Yeah, and, and I think again, I don't expect too many I expect some 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 e bashing in the in the in the uh in the episode, just like it was with Chris Benoit. What what a what a what a what a season to to have a footnote and a and a starting point right. is, is Chris Benoit and fucking Owen Hart, by the way. But um I, I expect this to be pretty much what we've heard with some with some new uh some new twists on it. But oh but trust me, the threads, a thread is about to be on Twitter literally all week. <laughs> yeah. About something that happened. I don't want to dismiss it, but it's something that happened 20 years ago, and I think WWE has learned from it so much. Um, and have oh, don't, applied. Don't I mean, be don't be a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, it's uh, they've applied some. I don't think anyone has really come from you know, they haven't done anything similar since, they haven't really done anything. Uh, I, you know what? I it's, it's going to be a mixed bag of emotions as a as Rob so eloquently put it at the beginning of the episode, because I think I legitimately there's I'm someone who I think would benefit from. I mean, I can always go back on the network, watch these own heart matches, but like to hear people and have all the context and have all these things and have all the conversations, that's kind of what I want. Um, and it sucks, but she's, she's within her rights. Let, let yeah, it's yeah. about to be crazy. <laughs> Let's just see the timeline burn. And probably it won't burn. I mean, the people who care about raw ratings, even though it got the number one this week, doesn't matter. Uh, next up, we got some news on Drew Gulak. Last Saturday, it was announced or uh, it was noticed by a couple of people that he got moved to the alumni section where it was uh, promptly confirmed that he was he was released by the company from pro wrestling sheet however pw insider and a lot of other places said that he was not released that his contract ran out which i've we've seen enough uh of, of that report to go around to say that that is probably the case but uh no word from jugulak so far uh but it's it's been said that he is still negotiating his contract and that anything could happen but he is currently a free agent and free to go anywhere because when you let your contract run out of course as you guys know and you're not released you don't have a 30 day 30 to 90 day non-compete so you're pretty much a free agent as soon as you're 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 done so 
as of right now, and I asked it on Twitter a couple of a couple of hours ago. I said, "Hey, has he tweeted the pro wrestling tees link out yet?" And no one said no. Yeah. Said yes. So <laughs> that would make me think that the negotiations are ongoing. We're about what a day away from from He's approving two- final designs. He's like, "Yo, just put it on ice for me, <laughs> just in case." We're about three <laughs> days away from SmackDown and about four days away from Double or Nothing, the AEW pay per view, which people think I I think that there is like a 15% chance he shows up at AEW this weekend. There's if just he, not there's just not enough time for him to show up on that show. If, if he shows up for AEW, it's clip for him for WWE. I'm watching yeah, the show for it. It's not yeah, and it's not back. in a sense. And it's not that I wouldn't want ultimately do what's best for you, right? But if he right, shows right. up on AEW this weekend, it's it's or you know, the weekend on pay-per-view, it's 100 percent clip for him. I was shocked. I was like, yo, they let him go in the middle of Nelly versus Ludacris. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, they just, they, <laughs> I was like, yo, they're really trying to sweep it under the rug. But yeah, to see, I mean, he just had a match on SmackDown last week. Like, legitimately. A, a great week. match. A great yeah, match. That, that took me, a, that took, that hit me from left. I was like, this is bonkers. This is crazy. They let, letting everybody go. Damn. Um, but you know, I think this is yeah. This is definitely one of those situations we'll have to wait and see because, oof. I mean, here's the thing. Drew I was Lula, shot, and it, I'm gonna be real. I was pissed. I, I think that it it's fucking ridiculous that for one, you let his his contract lapse, and you're not paying this dude money, even though he's fucking working with Brian, and he was at WrestleMania, and he's working with like your top stars every single week. He's someone who is consistently someone who gets you know reactions out of all those two or five guys. You know what I'm saying? Like he's someone that that is to me a proven commodity, or could be a proven commodity. He works on NXT, Two Hundred Five. He's worked on fucking SmackDown, all of that stuff. And I think he's had great matches. He gave Brian one of his best matches, probably in in years, a couple of months ago. And I think that you know, at this at the same time, it's like, yo, I know that there's a pandemic going on. I know that there's a lot of crazy shit going on, but you guys are still running shows every week. You need to know who's on your on your roster who doesn't have their contract uh, renewed yet. And I think Drew needs to absolutely gouge them. And I think we saw the same thing with Oni Lorcan when he was like, I'm out. And he was he was dissing Triple H. And the next week they announced he had a new contract. I think <laughs> and I think back Drew, with the ones in the air. <laughs> Drew like, absolutely, back. Drew absolutely needs to gouge them and, and, and get everything it's worth because at the end of the day. I know it might be fulfilling for homie, but I know where the money at. You know where the money at, and you're already working with Brian. So it's like, at the end of the day, do what you got to do, get your money. I I think as far as him trying to double or nothing, I think that it's like, I don't, you know, someone said that he might show up there. I was like, but that's the thing. Like, usually when someone goes there, they've already blacked out their 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 avi and had the pro wrestling tees link and all that other shit. Like, he hasn't done any of that stuff. He hasn't said anything. He's still promoting WWE. Yeah, I think it would be a grave mistake if he went to double or not. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want to go to AEW, by all means, but you got to get it guaranteed. And I don't think AEW is doing, or at least should at this if, point, be doing anything if, guaranteed. If he, if he ends up on that pay-per-view, they better be paying him because they need him. And they need <laughs> like a whole night. Like, not yeah, like have him in contract. the main event, do something. They need him, bro. Because he's compromising that, uh, I wouldn't compromise, you know, a possible continuation of my WWE run, which is, you know, it seems to be growing. He's on 205 Live. He was on NXT, former Cruiserweight champion, now on SmackDown. It's, the trajectory is kind of like it's slow, but it's working up. It's, it's working in a different direction than I think we're you know, for the last three years. He's on TV a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
And I don't know how those payment scales work, but if he was still on the 205 Live payment scale, he absolutely needed to, to bang on them like that. He absolutely needs to bring them over the head. He, and Brian needs to, need to go up for him too. He needs to be making 1.2 million a year, more than that. <laughs> wow. He's worth it. Come That's on. my boy. That's Gulak's my boy. Gulak's representation over here. <laughs> Gulak. That's my boy. Gulak needs his paper. Gulak needs his paper. Gulak, we love you. Come we ride for you. We ride for you at RNC Radio. Fuck it. Uh, I'm a ride for him. Boy. I fuck with Gulak hard, bro. I love Gulak since the Indies. He started cooking up once they gave him that slot at the Evol pay-per-view. Tough. From there, it was slowly but sure going up. Bro, the PowerPoints? Come on, man. That was his idea. Come on, uh, man. PowerPoints? Fire. Who's doing PowerPoints and getting over? Nobody. But Nobody. The, the PowerPoint power pro wrestling team might be queued up. <laughs> so, nah, he right, but he it's- got the link in the draft. He got the links in the draft. Like You never know. Man, if he goes there, know. like... He's gonna be in this. Is, there's a log jam to me at AEW where it's like you got to get Lance Hoyt over, you got to get Cody over, you got to get Kenny over, you got to get the revival whenever they show up over, you got to get the Bucks over. <laughs> like, but, they, like yeah, they gonna... for, but they're in for the headline though. It's not even like the long term oh, yeah. thing. Like, they're yeah. in for the headline. They're in for the the Drew Gulak is now we AEW with we the little gold em. shit, little gold background. I'm gonna be heated. <laughs> He's gonna be. All right, listen. He's gonna be like if let's say he goes there, right? I already see it as he's going to be in the program for, like, what, two, three weeks? Then after that, he's going to end up on dark, and then we probably won't even see him again. He's just be cooling. Like, yeah. for that, he should have just – he should just really get that money in WWE because he's getting TV, t- TV time. He's he's cooling around with Daniel Bryan, who, like, everybody respects. So it's like align yourself with the right people and don't go over there, and you got to face Matt Hardy, and now you're sick because <laughs> – so it's like, or and the thing about it is, there's only there's only really here's the thing like WWE has leverage, don't right? The leverage is there's only two games in town right now for the for the foreseeable future. So it's either you wait home until the Indies come back, which is probably mid 2021, or you go to AEW and you got to wait there and you probably won't be on TV all the time there either. Every other week probably, or you come back here where the money's going to be crazier, our TV deal's crazier, and we're going to be popping as soon as the crowds come back. So it's like you, they have leverage, but then they don't because if he wants to, if you if he really wants to have those five star matches and they matter to him like that, he could go to AEW and do that. If he wants to be a better sports entertainer and stack his money and his merch money even bigger, he'll go to WWE. So who knows? But I think that he needs to bang them over the head. Listen, you need to bang anywhere over the head at this point. Listen, that's rough exactly. here. So uh, yeah, uh, that's all I got to say about that. So. Um, <laughs> Episode two or chapter two of the Undertaker documentary, The Last Ride, aired I'm over old, the weekend. Bro. I'm old, brother. <laughs> that is lit. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the comparison, man. I want to make this comparison. So far, okay, The Last Dance is over with, right? The Last Dance is over. Yes. To me, what is a better story right now? The Last Dance or The Last Ride? All right. Um, so here's where me and you are going to disagree. Because I'm going to say the last dance because I can't sympathize with Undertaker being old as fuck, hurting and still wanting to do it, um, as opposed to Michael Jordan, who has just the drive, the will and the skill. And he's like amazing at everything he does. This story is a story of Undertaker legitimately over the hump saying, I got one more left in me. (laughs) Jordan would never do that. 
<laughs> no, no, Jordan, Jordan. Uh, I mean, you know, the Wizards, whatever. But like, <laughs> but which doesn't exist know, in that documentary, by the way. No, it doesn't because it's the last dance of the Bulls, not <laughs> not the uh, one hop one time with the Wizards. Um, <laughs> but I think this, you know, with the with the Last Ride documentary, and it's funny how both those names are very very similar. Uh, you know, it's a story of Undertaker trying to really. He went through. I mean, the last episode, he he felt like he embarrassed himself and kind of redeeming himself from there. But then, well, like he's chasing. Well, before we get in, before we get into the episode, I gotta rebut oh, you. Everyone, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Did, did you have an opinion, Rob? Before I rebut, uh, damn, I'm trying to like. I still gotta finish <laughs> part two, because honestly, okay. like, because like to me, so far, what this is the the last ride has been. Uh, it's been like a long form version of the wrestler where he was trying to get over the hump at some point too, but it's yeah. just Undertaker. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. like, this is right. this is where I differ, and I'm not mad at you, Mills. I completely understand because the the levels of greatness is different. Like Undertaker is great, but with wrestling, there's like a there's a limit to your greatness. He's like 55. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm never. My man, and the, his bones are shaking. His screaming. The way that the, the way that Jordan ended was unceremonious. Well, it was ceremonious, but in the background, it was unceremonious because they just broke him up. With Taker, yeah. it, the way that he continues to go is unceremonious because it's almost like, okay, bro, we don't want you know, we don't want to see you hurt yourself anymore. I think where the last dance got me was obviously the the footage that we never seen, but the footage that we've never seen is stronger to me in the last the last ride because we've never seen him be this candid. It's almost unreal to even be looking at him yeah. get surgery and mm-hmm. be with his family yeah. and be with his kids. Then this is a this is a level of candidness that you don't even get in the last dance. You don't even see yeah. Michael's kids to the last episode. Well, that's because did he have them? Well, you ain't gonna see. Listen, if you see Undertaker's first wife in the last ride, call me up because it's not. I don't think that's gonna happen neither. But it's no. I I agree with you on that part. It's so candid. Like this is something from the Undertaker that we have not seen before. You're seeing Undertaker trying to kick game. He's like, "Yo, here's how I bag Michelle." You know, I saw her. You know, throw football. I was like, and and the thing is, I I think again, one thing that, that that puts me to towards the last dance. I mean, these are two, these are obviously two dudes that have questionable political affiliations, but I think Undertakers are right in your face. <laughs> Jordans are like literally like he 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 kind of he kind of washes Jordan, them off. Like, Obama Obama is the Obama is in the last dance. So I mean, that automatically gets this the edge up there. But I think this as far as I think as far as like, you know, separating the man from 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 that is is like, yo, like this is this is a level of of access that we've never gotten, and I think this is a level of access that Jordan wouldn't have done into his life and you see that in the last dances so like i've, I've had a, a a and i'm obviously it's wwe production they have the best production guys in the world you don't see in the undertaker documentary it goes from 2016 all the way to 1996 you don't see any yeah. type of time travel but, yeah no, i appreciate not, I think, that i think um because chapter chapter three what i heard was going to be about a special four set of WrestleMania matches, which I think are the two with Sean and two with Triple H. I'm like, Ooh. oh my god, let's see. How... That's what I heard. What part three is about? That that, that could be hard for the the Sean matches, and if they have yeah. the footage for that, if they have the footage for that, because those are two of the 
you know, my favorite matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Triple H match, I shudder to think how that one came together, but I think that's again, that's still interesting. Like, what if in the he last thing hurt, bro? It would, <laughs> but it would still be like in the like I want to know what went through his head when he did that flip over the top rope and landed on his neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god, I, I want to know about that, right? And and we've never known about it. And I think that with Jordan, he's been mythologized. He hemmed up, he hemmed up that Samoan dude backstage. It was, was was domino from deuce and domino or yeah, one of them it was domino yeah it was one of them yeah he was the camera guy no it was de- it was definitely um it was definitely no it was deuce i think it was deuce because it's like deuce to um second in his family something like that i think i don't know if he hemmed him up but he should have that <laughs> missed a hole and he fell anyway like she was like yo did you see me catch him um but what i did but yeah what i Go did ahead. like what what with chapter two to get back to the actual episode was um how upset he was at the Cena match and how they cut the time, but now you kind of understand why they cut it yeah. so short because of what he could do. My man was like, "Yo, I trained." He for was 45 like, "And I go eight. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I saw, I saw, the, I saw to that. He's like, "I trained for forty, but I only got 10. and he wanted to go more. But like, I get it. Like, and I was, I was just like, coming bro, off who's of letting this. you go forty five. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't took a quick 10, 15, like a like a 15. They could have pulled out a classic, nah. but I I'm pretty it. sure we look you look back at what Triple H and Batista was, and I'm pretty sure that's the time he thought he was gonna get for that match. Like oh hell, yeah. They got yeah. they got a good 30, 32 minutes uh in the ring, entrances included. Of torture um, in the ring, like they literally <laughs> just tortured each other in the ring yeah. for like 40 it was minutes. Just old dudes playing with tools, like it was crazy. <laughs> um <laughs> about the Vince McMahon Undertaker segment where they kind of they and, and again when I talk about candidness, you see a relationship here that I hate to keep comparing it to the Last Dance, but because they're they're so they they air so close to each other, you got to compare them. That relationship is very close, and it's very personal and emotional. And you saw both of them get emotional. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I, I thought it was it was really interesting because like you see, Taker is a man that will walk off a cliff for Vince McMahon, and the same for Vince to Taker. Mm-hmm. But he had, but again, it's like Vince is the one who's trotting him out to do this every single year. It's, it's a weird dichotomy. What was the question asked for Vince McMahon? It was like, no, I'm not. What does oh, what does asked them, yeah. what does Undertaker mean to the WWE? Oh my God! My and man this was, was like, cut it, cut it. Started weeping, like, cut, cut it, it. <laughs> <laughs> cut it. His tears. He's like, can't do that for the day. Yeah, yeah cut it. Um, right. nah. Man, it's, he really you know, loved him, bro. I'm like, all right. It was an interesting second part. A lot of it is kind of the redemption. You look at it. And, you know, you don't even realize how great he in shape he was for that Cena match, considering, like, how short it kind of went. You don't even realize and how just generally old he is. But yeah. you look at the <laughs> kind of the year before, and it's like, that man, you know, he was definitely out of shape. He says, yo, I shouldn't even have wrestled that match. He probably got the 45 minutes that he wanted out of that match. Um, but he felt like he shouldn't have won. And, you know, he's there. He feels bad for Roman. He feels bad for everything. He goes back in the gym. You watch him training montage. My man is planking for his life. Like he's, <laughs> he's out here training with Primo Cologne. Shout out to Primo. That's my former guy. former WWE superstar. Former, <laughs> yeah, I, I peeped that. They really were for former. That. <laughs> my man said, "Hit that former real quick." Um, 
but he was training with him, managed this. And then you got a lot of backstory of Michelle, too. I think Michelle and kind of being the rock and always being his support system there. I thought it was, you know, it was a good touch of someone kind of like being there for him. They're having the conversation of like, oh, how did they first met? How did they first get along with each other? Um, what it means to always support him. You know, he's like. At some She's right or die, just, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Through that whole hip surgery, he had that hip surgery. He's like, I feel good. And then Michelle's <laughs> like, He's gonna want one more match, and then he's gonna think like, I can do another match. Is and that Undertaker she does over and over? Like, like <laughs> she does not sound like that. Reels. What are you talking yes, she about? Does. Yes, she does. 100%. <laughs> she like, that's my Michelle McCool voice. But and then Undertaker's like, you see Undertaker rolling his eyes. Like, yeah, you come on. You know I'm about to test his hip out for a ride. Come on, like. He's she's afraid of because of how good he felt after that hip surgery that he's going to do something reckless, and he probably oh, yeah. was, and he and he was <laughs> until they until he slowed his ass down. Uh, but I I'm gotta so say, saying, go ahead. No, I was gonna say until WrestleMania, what was the Shane McMahon? Was the Shane McMahon one before the Roman Reigns one? Yes, yeah, it was. Okay. All right, never mind. All right, never mind. I'm <laughs> Uh, but I, I think two episodes in, I think we get a break after this third one until until like June, like mid June, I think. I, I want to say, but uh, I, I say like two episodes in, I'm 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 fully I'm I'm all the way in. It's it's really appointment viewing to watch this. I think I don't even open up my network unless it's a pay per view going on. But I I've been as soon as I wake up on Sundays, I, I go and watch uh, the last the last ride. So kudos to WWE for this. I think it's great. I cannot wait for the next episode. Episode three should be dope. Um, do you want to get into the shows? There was one more thing I wanted to t- I wanted to talk about before we get into the shows, though. I mean, let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Let's see. Um, I don't word? know if you heard about this. I'm not sure if you ever read uh, any of his reviews on 411 Mania. Oh, I but, did not, but I saw your yeah, I saw a lot of your tweets about this. Yeah, um, just want to send a, a, a my condolences to Larry Sonka. He was a uh, he was a writer for 411 Mania. Um, I remember reading him all the way back in 2004, old ROH reviews. He kind of guided my viewing of independent wrestling all the way up. I, I read his recaps every single week. Um, I was a huge supporter of his articles. I was, I, I, I went by his scores, and, and a lot of times they lined up with mine. So um, I, I got to say that he was, he was influential. And it's crazy how someone that you don't know, uh, you've never spoke to in your life, can, can be that influential in, in what you view and what you do. I, I wouldn't be doing this if I really hadn't read his reviews and, and decided to continue going on with, with this as a, as a hobby and something I watch. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know who he is, check his reviews out. I, I, I beg you like, go check out his old work. It's all there on form one, one mania.com slash wrestling. Um, check him out. Larry Sanka, uh, a, a pretty, pretty dope dude. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace to him, but uh, let's get into SmackDown. Who watched it? <laughs> I'm going right, to come so. clean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be real. I haven't sat and watched SmackDown in so long. Like, I watched, like, YouTube highlights, but, like, it's not really watching it. And then I saw the whole so, Otis stuff. Shout out to Gotis, but it's like... Gotis, shout cool. out to Armand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm cool at the same time. Like, I don't think I'm missing anything. No, I I I tuned out of SmackDown this week. I just, I, I think I saw... Legitimately, from the opening segment, when I saw that they planned this tag team match against the Miz, and it, it was like teasing a little, like, "Oh, Braun Strowman is gonna be," I was like, "All right, I'm not like, nah." The, all right, that's what kills me. They were teasing a tag team match, like Otis isn't already in a tag team. 
Who's going to be his yeah. partner? He's not. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Oh, he already, he already, dipped, he already dipped on Tuck, huh? Yeah, Tucker's no. at home, bro. He's doing, oh, he's doing his LinkedIn. Bullshit. <laughs> this is Tuck. Damn Tuck. Tuck's supposed to be the partner. They said they have other plans. I mean, Bruce Tuck is really about to show up fan, on man. Saturday at the ladder match. Listen, Tuck about here. He about to be tag teaming with Riddy Mo, man. That's all I'm saying. Like he, right. he about to be, he about to be a. A strong nobody <laughs> because of the big friggin' orbit this motherfucker. Hey, come on, chill out, chill out. <laughs> I, I thought SmackDown was it was okay. Um, it was kind of buoyed by one match, and that was Brian versus Gulak part two um, for the IC title tournament match. Of course, Brian won that match, and little did we know what was really like behind going, what was really going on with yeah, that. Like- but um, I thought a, lo- a lot of storyline stuff happened there. I, I want to specifically talk about the uh, the Charlotte uh, Bailey Sasha segment that everyone's talking about, where we get a lot. We're getting a lot with the actual Bailey Sasha stuff, and now that Bailey's or now that Becky's gone, so to speak, uh, they, it's they're literally the last three left. And, and I thought it was cool to have them all in the same ring on Friday. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, and they're gonna be getting the same ring in a, in a sense. Um, this Friday, because Charlotte goes up against Bailey, but I think it, you know it was a great moment, um, great revisiting this. They're doing something. I like how they didn't immediately go back to Sasha versus Charlotte too crazy yet, because that's always there. Um, but they definitely went hard on Charlotte versus Bailey, and I'm interested in what they're doing with actual Charlotte. Charlotte seems to be. I think they're kind of injecting her into situations, hoping that. We get a lot more from it. Like she was on Raw, you know, earlier this week. She goes up against, you know, or maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show. Um, <laughs> she was on Raw this week, and she's doing a lot of work with like the Liv Morgans and this, you know, the Ruby Riots. She's on, you know, NXT. She's working with Io Shirai. She's working with Mia Yim, etc. That she comes, she's like, I'm not saying that she's doing a favor for Bailey. I mean, Bailey, we just hung her shit in the rap yeah, last week. Yeah, Goldie, Goldie. <laughs> Shout out um, to Bailey. We love you. Yeah. I don't want to say she's doing a favor, but she is kind of doing a favor for the show because quite honestly, like who, what else would we have rather seen interrupt Bailey? Charlotte put point? it on like, for all three brands right now. Yeah. She put it on. She's like, listen, I got a pants suit for every brand, bro. Like, but no one, <laughs> nobody wants to see Charlotte. Everyone's very upset with her being on, on all shows. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, it doesn't bother me. I mean, she said it in an interview after she won the title, no? Like, I'm going to be on all three shows. So it's like, she kept her promise. It hasn't (laughs) been bad. It hasn't been bad in in my eyes. Well, I think that people are are saying, well, she's not getting ratings, so why are you putting her on on the shows? And I'm like, bro, can we stop? Like, no one's getting ratings, bro. Nobody is, except, like, NASCAR and shit. Like, no one watches wrestling. Let's be real. Let's be real. Am I wrong? Except us, right? Yeah, except us. Oh. Nobody's watching wrestling. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I'm not going to say all that. But <laughs> I don't want to admit. But <laughs> You're not, you don't want to admit that you watch wrestling? No, no, no. no I don't want to admit that no one watches wrestling. <laughs> it's true. Um, no, I'm not going to admit it. Um, but it's true. But, <laughs> you know, I think the whole – I think Charlotte, she enhances any brand that she owns. And I think it's clear. I think it's clear from – the work that she's done on NXT, I think it's clear from there's a different air when she's facing somebody on Monday Night Raw. 
Like, you know, you see you see the matches they normally have on SmackDown and Raw, and it's a different type of energy when Charlotte Flair comes on and she's having a match. You know that not only is she about to deliver, but she's about to make the other person in that ring look very, very good as well. And I think that's kind of what's all it's about. They're right here. I think they want to, I wouldn't say rehab the women's division, but they at least want to inject some sort of, uh, you know, life into it. Um, it's been kind mm-hmm. of like dormant for a while, and Bailey is just beating everybody. I think this is really something they can stall for two weeks for this taping, so they can try to figure out what they're going to do the next taping. That's mm-hmm. kind of really what it is to me, because there's there's not much to do over on SmackDown. There aren't any new stars on SmackDown. Bailey has beat them all, and if she hasn't beaten them yet, she's beating everyone. Nah, but she's beating, she's beating them all. She's beating them all. I mean, unless she starts facing not. the guys, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Unless mm-hmm. Santina Morella comes back, like it's a it's a wrap. <laughs> um, I thought the segment was great. I thought it was a great, you know, look at. I thought it was great from a outside perspective. Someone who is when people listen to that's why Charlotte is there that people actually listen to them kind of giving her perspective on what she sees and it may even make Sasha herself kind of really believe it a lot more um everyone else you could say like oh they're hating on Bailey like they're hating on our relationship because they're not champions and they're not there but Charlotte's the champion Charlotte is the queen Charlotte is someone who is what up and down the roads with you guys. So her opinion is valid in this moment. And I think once, you know, Sasha Banks sees that it, it starts to hit a little bit harder for her. How do you, so how, do you segment was a home run. how do you guys feel about Sasha going face? Because I think that's that's in our future imminently. Less than a year of being a heel, but she's, she looks like she's going back face again. I think I think we haven't got the full run of her as a heel in terms of like what she could really, really, really do, especially considering she was a face for most of her main roster career. So I don't know if we've got what we really, really, really could get out of this. But um, you know what? I don't I don't mind her as a face, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't mind it either. They could probably just stretch it a little more. But like it was always gonna happen the way this was set up. She was always gonna turn face at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Right now they should just like they they should just like cool it out a little bit, let it go a little bit longer, and then do the whole turn. We uh the end of SmackDown, uh r- rushing through this <laughs> because it was it was largely like other than those two segments and nothing show. But largely uh, nothing. But I mean we did get a tease <laughs> we did get a tease at the end of the Braun Otis uh and the Miz and Morrison match of Otis potentially uh using the briefcase on him. How long are they going to go on with this? And when is the Fiend coming? Because we know that that's about to happen. But uh, what, what what do you guys think it, between the three of these guys here? This is a very weird world championship uh, orbit right now. With, sure. yeah, yeah, with with Fiend, Otis, and Braun Strowman when you have a roster that has Daniel Bryan on it. Yo, Braun Strowman loves the big guys. I mean, not Braun Strowman. Um, Bruce Pritchard loves the big guys. Don't let it fool you, Vince McMahon. Uh <laughs> all these guys you know it's a weird orbit but it's, it's certainly something that we've never seen before so it could present a new kind of like feeling of how we feel on it um not me though because i hate otis but... oh my god <laughs> you're like the only person that does not like him yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> it's across the half of there but uh it's an it, you know it's an interesting kind of deal i like the little tease i like the fact that they bring out mandy they, I was like, oh wow, this could end up being like 
heelish in a sort yeah. of way. Yeah. Like underhanded. Like he's using her as eye candy and then he ends up winning the entire thing. Um, who knows? Maybe she influences him. She's like, yo, you gotta get the you gotta get the, you know. I was about to say get the strap, but let's not do that. Whoa! You gotta get the championship. <laughs> you got to get, cha- get the championship. You got to do what it takes. Like you got to be. But before they do that, I mean, they have to still get over Sonya and Ziggler this Friday on SmackDown. Yay! Uh, <laughs> is is Braun on Backlash yet? No, no not right? yet. I, I don't think that. Yeah. I I I foresee the Fiend coming back this week. And that being set up because we're three weeks out and they got to start pushing that. Uh, so we'll probably get yeah. Fiend, probably get Fiend Braun and yeah, yeah. I, I need I need Fiend time again because their match at, at um, the last pay per view wasn't that bad. So it was it was hard. He worked out. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Bray. He did it in the Banana Republic. He did it. So you already <laughs> know. Because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not on Otis time either. So, like, oh, come on, guys. I'm the only person. Nah, I, I was like, bro, if you only saw my face when he won, I was like, all right. It was creative in a sense. I was like, all right, what are they going to do? Like, Y'all some haters, bruh. Um, <laughs> on to Monday Night Raw, a weird show that was largely, I think, buoyed by storylines. There's a lot of storylines this Monday. It was like a restructuring show. It was like yeah. they shifted a lot of things around. They introduced a lot of new things. They, you know, had some old things, new things, red, blue things. The uh, short matches is what they had. A lot of short matches. Uh, How do you no, feel about that? I'm not a fan. I think that Raw, like like we've always said, Raw will at least give us a 15, 20-minute match a week, and it looked like SmackDown was the one that gave us that with Brian Gulak last week. And I'm like, I, I don't think that the, the in-ring is strong enough to to hold that up this week on SmackDown. But um, I mean, I would have... I'm not clamoring for another Buddy Murphy-Aleister Black match, but I thought that Buddy and, and Umberto uh, went way too short for what it was. Listen, buddy working twice. Good for him, man. Charlotte beating Ruby in like three minutes. Our truth getting beat in like three minutes. The tag championship match was three minutes. Everything was three minutes this this week. Yeah, I mean, I, so here's the thing. I'm not mad at it. I think we always should get a a great match in the middle of these things. But then it's also I think they could. I think they're trying something out because sometimes these long matches during these shows, especially some of those matches that you've seen before, yeah, you super tune out. Like I'm not really trying to see iconics and uh, uh, what was the bliss bliss bake candy bliss cake? cross what, what? bliss <laughs> what um, bake candy cake. <laughs> um, I'm not really trying to see them go 15. Uh, Again, after just going, you know, a match last week. So I'm really not trying to see them go so many times. But, you know, I think if we're able to get one solid match, I think this match, this show at least itself was like, okay, we're setting up for backlash. The matches aren't maybe as important on this show. Let's get everything in the picture. I mean, first of all, Justin, how did you feel about the, 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 uh, the groundbreaking second part of the the greatest match that could ever happen challenge um, between Randy and Edge that I'm legitimately st- cl- closed last week and opened this week. I'm standing by it. I said it last week. This is Edge trolling the IWC. This is literally Edge saying, y'all didn't like my match? All right, bet. <laughs> and, then, and then proceeding to troll everyone 
for TV time. I love it. Lean into it. All I'm all for it. I think there's going to be a swerve though. I think this is this is definitely going to. If because my thing is this, I feel like Edge is like you didn't like it at forty. What about at sixty? <laughs> He's gonna do no. it now. <laughs> I'm so serious no. with you. I'm I'm serious with you, Meals. There's there's something going on here, and I don't know what it is, but I really feel like it, it it's going to be something that pisses a lot of people off, and I think Edge is going to love I hope it. Not. Good lord, I hope not. Nah, I was I was fine with Money in the Bank ending at like what, like ten fifteen, like ten thirty. Oh no, I was good on that. You're getting all of it. Um, both both brands are on this, so. Yeah, it, that's you're, true. You're yeah. definitely getting you're definitely getting some matches, bro. Yeah, you gotta get it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that part. I think he's he's uh he's not fully admitting it, but it is the case that everyone kind of shit on the match, including myself. I was not a fan of that return. And it, so. it bothers him. It, it really does bother him. He went on he went on Instagram this weekend. Was like, you guys don't even know the full story. How about you shut up and wait for the whole story to end before you judge this. And like on one hand, yeah. I, you're right, but on the other hand, just chill, bro. Like you good. <laughs> we still love you. Yeah, this is true. Um, mm. we also had Seth this week. Seth Rollins did a lot on the show as he does every single week. Uh, he was of course working with Murphy. It seems to me that this is looking like Seth Alistair at this point. That seems to be the logical step for Seth and Alistair. Um, he got a new and and there was. In, in Heyman fashion, there were intertwining storylines. So you had the the stable that doesn't have a name with, with Zelina, uh, uh, Andrade, and uh, Austin Theory, and who's the last guy? There's so many A's. It's uh, uh who's the last guy? I forgot his name. Um, How did I forget his name? No, Austin Theory, Andrade, um... Austin Theory, Andrade, and Garza. Garza, Garza, sorry, an angel. What I, I completely I completely blanked up Angel. I'm so sorry. But um they, they excommunicated Austin from the group this week and then he quickly They picked, kicked his ass. <laughs> they beat, they beat that the white, brakes off him. They beat that white boy up for about five minutes on screen. Let me tell you, I was I had popcorn, I was I was eating it heavily at that point. I bet Hyman told him that too. Probably told him beat that white boy's ass on screen. Like you, you know, you, there was a there was did. a part where Andrade threw a chair at him when he was on the ground. <laughs> Just cause, man. Rob, why you do that, bro? Why you do that, Rob? I had to do what I gotta do, bro. He was holding the title up, thinking he hot shit. <laughs> no sir, no sir. Uh, what did you guys feel about that intertwining story with with uh, Austin being put out of that and, and put into really the more like Triple H esque of the factions here with with, with Seth Rollins here? Um, they're, they're kind of positioning Austin and me to be like the next Randy Orton in a lot of ways. Yeah, it, I love it's, it. It's looking that way. I think he's a lot more. Um, I think people have a lot more hope in him than they do in Buddy, which is wild because Buddy's one hell of a worker. But I think Austin Theory has such the prototypical WWE look that you kind of associate it, you know, Austin Theory with Star a lot quicker than you do with Buddy Murphy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I like the fact that they transitioned him. Um, They made it make sense. They carried it over a number of weeks. Um, they've been having problems. He's at his lowest point. Seth, who loves to take advantage of people at their lowest point, shows up, picks him up, and now he's part of the faction. Now he will be, you know, hit with the black mass on a weekly basis, and maybe Buddy Murphy's jaw can uh, take a take a break <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I think. Um, well, it, I, I'm not sure they don't they, they don't see anything with Buddy. I think he's been positioned 
for all of 2020 in a really good in a really good way on Raw. I think with Buddy, it's like it's a it's a question of you know what's the highest belt he'll get. With Austin Theory, it's a question of when he'll get the, the world title. I think I think with Buddy, you know what? I'm gonna disagree because I don't think there's really any direction with I think Buddy's a good hand in this and he'll have great matches and he's someone great to work with. Um, but I don't know if they have any foreseeable future plans with them. Like you can see with Austin Theory, where it's like, oh, star. Like, I'm so, like right so Buddy, what Buddy would be the new Cesaro then? Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah, so. I could see that. Um, I could see just because like, like Buddy is gonna. Now you go. Nah, I just I haven't seen them push anything in a in a kind of direction. There's there's been no real direction. It's just been like he's here alongside him. Um, even when the AOP was in there, it was like uh, maybe they'll get the tag team titles eventually, even though they didn't, which was weird as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it was you know, there's no direction. So you, the verdict is still out on Buddy on on Murphy rather, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like I, he's 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 playing that role though. He's just a disciple, so he yeah. has to be like that second hand guy. So that's when the Austin Theory comes in because obviously Seth, Seth is on his way out. He got to go be a dad. So the next man up most likely would probably be Theory. And in that respect, they could start setting up where he and Buddy aren't really seeing eye to eye. Right. So then you set up something for Buddy at the long run. And so for right now, Seth is in command. So once Seth starts to go and be a dad, that's when we get that Buddy Theory conflicts. And then we see how it goes from there. Yeah, because I think if there's it's, any, it's, it's literally evolution over again, honestly. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, why are you saying that right now, Mills? Guess who blew up on on evolution bigger than people thought, and that that would that was Batista. And remember, like, it was supposed to be Orton. Batista got is huge and has muscles, bro. Hey man, bro, <laughs> and, and Austin Theory isn't huge either, though. He's like a short dude. Yeah, but he's you know he's got the WWE look. Like it's so, especially for the, the prototype of what it's been for the last twenty years. Like he's got the WWE look. He looks like he's this, you know, generation's answer to Randy Orton. Like that's how you're supposed to feel about him, just by looking at him. So it's kind of a little bit different. Um, Buddy Murphy is the, I wouldn't even say the stink, but he does. He's just like he got the stink of being an amazing wrestler <laughs> like he doesn't have the stink of being like a larger than life guy he's like damn that guy can go well, <laughs> they need, well buddy, buddy need to make sure to keep snitching on austin for being at the beach oh yeah listen make sure let him know let him know keep him in line keep Look, snitching i, I want to ask you, i want to ask you guys a question yeah um, uh-huh regarding the women on monday night raw do you feel like Heyman has been handling the women on Raw, um, or t- shit, I-, I could say the same about Bruce on SmackDown, but do you feel like the women's general handling on Raw has been, you know, good outside of maybe Asuka? There are multiple women's storylines on Raw. Mm. Yeah, it's like all air. Yeah. Multiple. I can't tell you what the storyline is other than Bailey, Sasha, and now Charlotte on SmackDown. I think this week... Other than Asuka, which I thought they had really good segments, too. I thought they had really flooding segments. And I thought you saw it, it's a natural face progression for Asuka. And, and I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, in, in a few. But you have Liv in the, on the outskirts there. 
you have Shayna and Natty now starting something. And I think that, you know, we were worried about Shayna, but it seems to me that they're not going to put her right in there. They're going to have her and Natty go until it's time for Shayna to get back into the picture. And I think that makes sense to give her another storyline to show her range. And again, you still have Bianca waiting. You still have, you know, whatever they want to do with Ruby Riot. Charlotte is still technically on this show. Like they still have all these people yeah. on, on the show. So yeah, I, I think that, you know, other than a couple of week weeks, uh, I hate to say those two things at, at once, uh, two less than stellar weeks on Raw. Um, I think the women really shined on this week's episode. Hmm. All right. Just asking. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, asking. Forgot to mention that Apollo Crews came back this week. <laughs> all right. So here's the thing. Wasn't about he Apollo hurt? Was hurt. Like, fake hurt. Fake hurt. Fake hurt. Fake hurt. Right. He, was, he was he was never in the match they planned a month ago. <laughs> uh <laughs> even though they spent like three weeks preparing him. You know what? He's got some good hunger, he's got some good fire under him. I, I I'm still in the vein of I gotta see it to believe it, uh type of deal. Um, I gotta see where they go with him to believe that he is the star that they want us to believe that he can be. Um, but it's a good direction thus far. He's got a lot of, I mean, this is what we were talking about when he was injured, right? When they pulled him back, it was like, obviously they're long-term him with Andrade and it's yes. going to build up to that match. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's going to have the match. It's presumably backlash maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. And you know, you're just going to be guy. I, I didn't like how Kevin was another guy. Kevin just showed up and was like, yo, I'm hosting the show. I think he's uh, still hurt. I think he's still a little I'm hurt. So the tag team partner he might be. Yeah, he he was on the he was on the apron most of that that match. He didn't do too much during the match. I think they want to keep him uh, less. He wasn't wilding out. Let's just say that. So, like, I would say that give him a couple weeks and and we'll see what his direction is. He has a lot of ways he can go on Raw too. So, Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be cool. Um, The iconics thing. Were were you freaking out? Was there? Is everyone's freaking out about this? The iconics (laughs) snapping. During the tag team title match, getting a DQ, and then uh, and then pay, uh, Billy slapping Peyton, and then them hugging it out. People saying, "Why are you breaking them up?" I I, I didn't see that. That's not the vibe I got from that at all. No, I, I, I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I saw it. I'm like, it oh, all right, but I don't think they should dead. break up at all. If there's a team not to break up, it's them. Like they just work perfectly. Like they yeah, need each other. I, I'm still. I don't know what the slap was about. I'm trying to see. It might happen next week, to be honest with you. That's how I feel like it's going to happen. It might happen next week. I don't know I'm, what the slap was about. I'm more interested in them than I, than I have ever been <laughs> after oh, this week. Slap? Yeah. <laughs> because Billy Kay not <laughs> dealing with Payne Royce's shit. Uh, <laughs> no. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, is, you I agree guess. it's not a breakup angle. You'll agree it's not a breakup angle. It's not. I, no, no. It might be reinvigorating them to be like tougher or something like that. Um, it might be one of those because she was wilding. I was like, "Yo, shoulders in the corner, like relax. You got to fight." I've never seen someone DQ'd by the five count in the tag match. Like, <laughs> get out the ring. <laughs> no, get out the ring. No, even the referees like chill and they'll just like grab the person. He was like, "Nah, we out of here." Um. So you know, I don't I don't know if it's a breakup, but it's certainly something. Something. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Oscar Naya seems to be the, seems to be the direction. Uh, we had some pretty cool stuff there with Kyrie. Really, yo, Kyrie's English has really improved. I gotta say, like she sounded great. Yeah, she did. She's out here. She's out here having segments with Oscar and celebrating her. Um, she's 
presumably going to be the one that gets beaten down every week while Asuka, Asuka showed up and like pretty much like beat the shit out of Nia Jax. And then, and then dipped. And then dipped. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I love my women's champion. Um, <laughs> while, you know, Nia Jax pops up as Kyrie's playing the recorder backstage. I'm like, yo, that's so crazy. Um, yo, what, she uh, got thrown into that storage box. <laughs> <laughs> she it looked like she dead hit her head crazy on that. Yeah. Listen, Nijax notoriously unsafe as we fall. Well, I think I got I think worried. Oscar will definitely get a good match out of out of Naya as she's known to do. If you can't have a good match with Oscar, then I just don't know what you can do. So I think this match at Backlash, which we're probably gonna get we're probably going to get that is, is going to be solid. Um, again, a, a good first opponent for Oscar. I really do foresee her having this title for for quite some time. I, I just don't see anyone else that's ready to to uh, to have that title right now, other than Oscar. We've been saying it for months, so yeah. We should, um, we should talk about the final two things. The, the the first the first thing definitely that had my side splitting was that axe throwing competition. Absolutely. I, again, I I, I love those segments. I loved it. I thought I thought basketball was a little bit better, but I, I thought that this was still kind of funny. But I think that every single, like, every week they do something different, and I think we should be we should commend them for that for sure. Oh, the people, okay. big pop a pump coming. Hey, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy in the hood. Um, I think that again, are people mad at what the Viking Rays are doing, or are they, they just kind of indifferent to it? I haven't seen any like. I think people are. Yeah, I think people are just indifferent to it because it's like, at this point, there's not much else they can like really do. So it's like, yeah. fuck it, let's just accept what's going on for right now. And it's not bad. Like I haven't seen anybody like trash it. Everybody's yeah. enjoying it. I'm into it. Like I'm, I'm really it into be, it. I think I don't know. Do you turn one of them heel? Because I think that's eventually what's going to happen, right? Like one of them's going to get fed up and kind of. You know, there's these there's these friendly competitions for right now. They're all friendly, but one person is eventually going to get fed up and be like, "Yo, fuck this!" Like it's they're gotta, gonna lose and be mad. It's got to be the profits, right? It's got to be the profits. I don't, I don't know. It's got, I think I think with that, there's a reason why Bianca hasn't been back, and that would be your way for them to to cheat a win, right? Yeah. yeah, the only way I could see it is that Bianca was the one who Bianca was the one who told them the only like y'all, y'all keep getting your asses beat by the by the Raiders that you got to got to step it up and then her being the one that kind of like yo she she kind of plays the sensational Sherry of the group. It's I tough. think they're doing what they're supposed to do, which is being really good and getting both of these teams over and adding a little bit of character to the Viking Raiders, which I think yes. is they need more than just being Vikings. Yeah, um, I think the last thing you want to talk about was the main event, right? Yeah. Um, let me tell you, I was not looking forward to it, and it, it ended up being better than I thought. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Like That's like 40% of all Baron Corbin matches, except yeah. one on <laughs> where, where no matter how good it could have been, you just didn't care. Three, three commercial breaks on that one, by the way. I was I couldn't believe it. But um, let me let me just say, like I I thought Drew, I think Drew's carrying it very well. I'm coming around. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'm coming around. The less I, he says, to yeah, me, yeah. I, I think that's 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 the key there. Um, I, I think that they had a great match, but I'm really excited for it. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre at Backlash just announced today. Listen, they had a banger 
and impact wrestling. If they do that again, and I think they're better than what they were, this is going to be a really, really cool match to watch out for. And I'm going to be really excited to watch it. Premature in terms of like, would you, could you, could this be the very positive direction for Bobby? Do you think like, listen, do we want to test the waters with B-O-B-B-Y as C-H-A-M-P? Hmm? What what better time than now? What better time than now? Or at you least put him well in that. Now. Yeah, put him in that uh that orbit. I don't think Drew, I'm, I don't think Drew drops it until early SummerSlam, latest Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have that for a while. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. Um, but I think it's a great program. I think it's something that we haven't seen before, especially a, a championship program between two superstars who've never really – I mean, Drew, this is his first championship run, and Bobby has never really been in the championship picture. So it's kind of a fresh sort of take, and it's a, a different kind of spotlight on Bobby. He's usually the undercard. He's usually like – and it's not even like the undercard. He's like middling in the undercard, like matches no one wants to see, like Bobby versus Sammy or like <laughs> – Bobby versus Rusev or like Bobby versus the nobody. And, you know, he's having these matches with him, but now this is a match that people are forced to, well, I don't know about force, but you're supposed (laughs) to pay attention to. And that's a, you know, it's about time. That's all I can say. Yeah. And it, it, again, I like MVP as a mouthpiece. He's a really talker, man. And Bobby is a really good talker. Lana is not it. As far as like speaking up for him, um, yeah, this is more or less setting up. <laughs> All she did was yell, no? Yeah, they cut the yell, throwing shit in the back, like yeah. I was just like, she's out of here. I think yeah, this is a soft yeah, this is a soft exit from Lana, and you know, if this is the end for her, then what a career! <laughs> what a career yeah. for her! <laughs> yeah, what a career! But uh, what a career and what a show that was raw. Uh, and that was the A Show coming to the end, wrapping up right now for this week. Thank you so much, Rob, for joining us on the show. Yeah, of course, know. Ugly Radio this Thursday on RNC Radio. We're ready. It's time. It's time. We're ready. It's we're here. it's like you ever been on public transport and you always want to know what the person was listening to. That's what the show is. <laughs> That's, That's deep. What the show is. That's, That's deep. <laughs> That's very deep. Uh, but any shout-outs, anything else you want to plug, Rob, before we get out of here? Uh, shout-out to y'all. I'm, I'm hyped to be a part of the RNC family. Uh, shout-out to everybody who's listening to everything on RNC. Everybody who's fucked with me on my multiple Twitter names. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at UglyNewYork underscore on Twitter and then regular UglyNewYork on IG. Uh, I'm here. It's go time. Let's have some fun. Let's enjoy everything during this pandemic in some fashion, but we're going to get it. We're going to get to it. All right. Uh, and of course you can follow us at RNC radio live. Uh, you can follow Rob at ugly New York underscore. I had to make sure I got that right. Cause it don't take you to the, the wrong page. To the wrong page. <laughs> that would be very embarrassing. Uh, and of course you can follow me at OG Johnny five and meals at meals TV. So until next week when we have more, on the Build to Backlash, and of course, a review of The Last Ride, episode three. For Meals and Rob, I am Justin. Thank you for listening. Meals, we don't have a we don't have a stinger anymore. No, 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 no. This is where the big boys play. That's all I gotta say. All right. Oh, I like that. I like that. 
Did you just come up with that? <laughs> no, I was watching the last dance last Sunday, <laughs> and the oh, all right, all right. came up. Um, so, let's yeah. steal it. Let's steal it. Let, let's steal it. Uh, okay, until next week, this is where the big boys play. Peace out. <laughs>